Oh baby, we're back. <laughs> hey guys. It's been a while. It's it's been a wee while. Um first off, we've been busy. Life gets in the way, so sometimes we can't fulfill all the things that we want to do in our day slash week. So yeah. That's, Here we are. That's, that's about it. It's one of those things you go, I'll do it next week. I'll do it next week. And then months pass. Anyone have that with anything else in their life? Oh, absolutely. Most things I do in my life that isn't like revolving around coaching, training, or sleeping or eating. Yes, so we didn't, pri- didn't prioritize it, but here we are, and we're going to make this a weekly thing. I'm pretty sure we said this on the last podcast, but let's put it out there. No, we're going to actually do it. Legit. Thursdays, this is it. Thursdays <laughs> is going to be podcast day, but this week we've got something on, so it's Sunday. Yep. We actually did. We did a podcast near the start of the year um, with someone that we'll actually have to bring back on the podcast I think um, and then the computer gave up the file corrupted and I couldn't get it back together so and then we got busy with and the CrossFit busy, Open yeah. season and so yep. we can talk about that but here we are and we will bring that guest back on because it was a really good chat that will still be good if we bring them back on yeah um, but anyway I, as, I, as I said it's been a while since we've done our podcast I think we've missed out quite a few things in the New Zealand CrossFit calendar uh, big ones being New Zealand team nationals and individual nationals, which two in my eyes were really well run events all round, I think. You're biased, but uh, yes. Extremely biased, but that's all right. Um, I still think they were, you know, tops here. Yeah, and luckily we were both in them, so it was quite busy. And then all of a sudden you're like, hey, we should reflect on that and talk about that because they were both cool events. Mm. I know Cullum did a really good breakdown of the individual nationals programming on his Instagram. So if you haven't seen that, do go have a look. It was quite cool just seeing how the events kind of played out. But that was last year. Let's move to this year. Yeah. (laughs) So So what do we have this year in the CrossFit space? I mean, obviously the Open, three-week Open, I guess like the first kind of real test for the general pop program by adrian bosman um lot takeaway our first workout being a repeat i don't think many people saw that coming yeah it was interesting let's rewind we won't try and make this the longest thing ever but i guess like in terms of the open we as coaches within the gym you know really did try to get people to sign up um you know showing my age (laughs) i've been doing this a long time but i actually haven't done the open in a couple of years because of injuries and it was interesting seeing how for me at least my experience was people were almost scared to do it and so that was really sad to see that like it had got this like scary thing and I was like how can we get more people involved in this because it is literally what we do in our classes every day it is and, it, and it's almost like a pinnacle of the general pop for each year testing wise and in terms of like we seeing where your fitness is at and it's a scalable tool that we can use in CrossFit when it's an unpredictable and unknown you know training methodology and I think the one thing that like a lot of people took away from it is that yes it's a test and people get scared by tests or they sort of go oh but I'm not good enough and it's not about being good enough or being at a certain place but it's something that you can benchmark yourself on year on year and not to say you have to improve every year because you know goals change lives change but it tells like a point in time of your life when you did whatever x y or z and it's a really fun community event like you might get to meet people from different classes that you might not always see and And i think like we saw that uh continue on like from last year this year people did get more into it than uh, the more the weeks went on, especially the newer people in the gym that actually hadn't done an open before, yes. uh, or might have been like a little bit put off from it. Uh, I think soon quickly realised that it is fun. Yeah. And like pushing themselves and seeing like you know on the first workout, oh, I can't do ring muscle ups. Yes. 
but we're going to try. Let's talk about that. And so this is something where the open, I guess, is different to a normal class. So like a class, you turn up and you go, what level am I? And I do something that's going to help me improve based on that level, right? Mm. The open is a test. Yes. A test is different to training, okay? A test is where you try things that, you know, are maybe a little bit beyond your skill, capacity, fitness level, and you try something out of that, like what Colin was just saying about like the ring muscle ups in the first one, or maybe 50 total bar, like that's huge for a lot of people. So they were like, I'm obviously scaled. I was like, hold on, you can grow 60 calories. <laughs> Therefore you are RX and anything above that, you can just try and figure out. And the open is the one time where you do test yourself in that space rather than, you know, going to the level that is going to help you kind of get the stimulus from the workout. So yeah, it was really cool to see that. And we saw, you know, people take all different strategies with that and yeah, people get their first total bar. Not sure if we had anyone get their first ring muscle up. And um, I don't know. There were some cool things. There yeah, were people. There were some definitely some cool things. And obviously people yeah. like, oh, but I can't do more than two or three total bar. I'm like, wicked. Like, we're just going to head out 40 and see how far we can get. Or like, you know, one single, one single and just yeah. really see, yeah. And then even like some, for some people, that clean weight was a PB. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah 60, 40, 61, 43. Yeah, I, I heard a couple of people saying that was their PB clean. I was like, oh, that's quite wicked. The, the fact that they got through that many total bar as well, uh, also obviously an awesome win. And then, yeah. Yeah, and... So, yeah, going back to that, like, first, you know, um, open workout, it was a repeat. Absolutely no one saw that, I don't think. And it's such a cool workout. Mm. Um, for, for, as far as a repeat go, it is a pretty it good one to repeat. It is a very well-rounded test. Yes. Very cool <clears throat> workout. Um, I myself was doing this when, you know, 14.4. I couldn't do a ring muscle up back then. I actually went back and looked at my score, and I think I got, like, 27 cleans. I was still pretty new into CrossFit and I was stoked with that. I think 50 total bar probably shredded my hands and was quite hard for me back then. So mm. yeah, just really cool. I know others who have been around for that long, you know, they smashed it back then but couldn't do a ring muscle up. So went for the kind of, you know, um, the time, like get the split time and then this time, you know, took a very different approach but managed to get ring muscle ups. Mm. So it's cool. Uh, test number two. Uh, we were away at a training camp the weekend of this test, the oh, yes. burpee pull-ups and shuttle runs. Uh, so obviously, like looking at from last year, we knew shuttle runs were going to be in the open. So making sure that we practiced a new standard was good. But I think I having... picked this one quite well. Anyway, oh, I can't remember. Did um, pick a burpee pull-up, but yes. I think burpee pull-up in the open was cool. different. It was cool. I liked it. It made the playing field a little bit more even for those that could do pull-ups and burpees and put them together and allowing to jump into it is quite cool. Um, and then once you're done that, maxing out your thruster, which is a bit different, I thought mm. it was quite cool. But obviously it skewed the leaderboard quite a bit, which was yeah. interesting. That was a talking point from that week, I feel. And the fact that you could walk the shuttle runs and still get a good score. Yes. I was interesting. anyone saw that whole thing and I only really caught on to it towards the end that... Hillifit put this thing out where he walked the shuttle runs and absolutely smashed the burpee pull up. Then a whole lot of people started doing it and absolutely obliterated their score. And then actually got more on their thruster too because they weren't as sort of puffed. So that was a really interesting strategy. And I know this workout in itself got a lot of kind of scrutiny around how much it skewed the leaderboard, both from the shuttle run perspective or the thruster perspective. And 
you know, people who would do really well overall maybe got kind of affected by one or the other. So yeah, as soon as you have a massive pool of people, and I've talked about this with many, many people, um, you know, like the Open, the skew is way more. So, you know, if you've got sort of 10 shuttle runs or 10 burpee pull-ups, whatever it is, that might be in your, in a pool of, what, 300,000 people of a low-skill movement that's going to fly you down the leaderboard. Or same with like a thruster when, you know, the skew is so much more with that weight and it's just going to push you down or push you way up. So. Yeah. So... Take what you will from it. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like so long ago now. Uh, yeah. We just had quarterfinals, so it's kind of hard to Kind of, kind of mixed feelings on it. Um, yeah. Third workout. Third workout was awesome. Not for me, but I mean in general in terms of the programming. Loved it. Yeah. I kind of thought we'd see strict. And I think, you know, reflecting on it now, and we've just had quarterfinals, there was a lot of chat about whether that line, that strict handstand push-up line was going to then become a wall-facing handstand push-up for quarterfinals, which we have now seen. So that was really cool, setting it up for that. You can see Adrian Bosman has, you know, a lot around gymnastics positioning. He talks about how gymnastics, we're very far behind, you know, in terms of our skill level with that. Um, and then if we jump ahead to, you know, quarterfinals and seeing the crossovers come through and that. But yeah, I think that workout was really cool. I guess like arguably, you know, I don't know, you could say that those who, you know, did really well at the strict handstand push-ups and maybe struggled with the snatch weight, but then you have people who struggle with the strict handstand push-ups and didn't get to the snatch weight. So, you know, kind of favours like both, both mm. type of athlete. Yeah, I guess from, coming from like a bigger guy's point of view, it was a lot more difficult to get through the strict handstand push-ups, but once we're at the barbell, nice and easy. So it was a nice balance between like you have to be gymnastically, you know, very well-rounded plus you've got to be you know, strong to be able to finish it mm. like so, you had to earn your heavy which oh I absolutely like, where if we look back at week two that was one of the main criticisms on that thruster is that mm. no earning it there was no earning your heavy if we literally were, someone could do one a burpee pull up and then wait which is interesting because lots of people have talked about how we got rid of this and it was 15.1 when they had a max clean and jerk at the end of the nine minute AMRAP. So people did like one total bar and then got this massive clean and jerk. Since then, 2018, you know, you had to do 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, was it maybe it was 1 to 10 of the dumbbell squats and the bits mm. over the bar before you got to max out your clean. So you had to prove your fitness yeah. before, to earn the heavy. So that's what I liked about this last week is that you had to earn the heavy. You know, you don't just get to go heavy. Which I feel is almost like a Dave thing. Like, you have yes. to earn to play with the big weights. Yeah. You can't just stroll to the floor and be like, That's yeah, like where I didn't love the thruster. That's yeah. my only thing there. I'm like, you should have had to get X amount to be able to do the thruster or something like that mm. in round two. So, I feel like overall the Open was a pretty well-rounded test. And, you know, from a coach at a gym, really cool to see people trying different things. You know, yeah. like trying out these strict handstand push-ups, you know, for girls. Like, that is quite a, you know, high skill um you have to be pretty strong t to do that. Um, as someone recovering from a shoulder injury, like I was happy to get a couple. <laughs> They've never been my strong point. Uh, you know, under fatigue, whew, they were hard. <laughs> but to be honest, that standard was interesting. I thought it would have more effect than it did. Um, how did you find that standard? Uh, as someone that is like a little bit tighter overhead, that standard was different. But I've been doing a whole year of 
practice on wall walks, practice on wall facing handstand push-ups, strict handstand push-up work. So having that year of doing gymnastics conditioning behind me was so good. You know, my weightlifting might have taken a bit of a hit because I did dial back that training, but doing so much gymnastics work really helped out. Yeah. Um, and then moving on to into quarterfinals, obviously, <laughs> just been, it's been, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to explain it, it's, been, it's been something. It's interesting because, you know, we listen to a lot of the podcasts, you know, about this and we're very involved in this, we're just geeks of the sport. Um, yeah, there was a bit of sort of argument, you could say that, some of the people who were doing quarterfinals, that the quarterfinals workouts were kind of, if we say, too hard. Because you have to remember the top 10% make it through to quarterfinals. So for some people, a lot of people, like you had girls there who couldn't do a strict handstand push-up, couldn't do a ring muscle-up, made it through to quarterfinals. And the first workout has a whole heap of handstand walking, ring muscle-ups, and wall-facing strict. So, you know, they're still going to get a great test. Um, but I think in terms of, you know, the top of the top, that were really cool workouts. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like if you had the capacity to go through this whole workout and be able to complete it, that's awesome. Like such a well done test. Like you had that front squat, front, uh, front squat weight that started with uh, a smaller reps game, but it was heavier Then you decrease it. Plus you're adding a gymnastics movement, increasing in skill, but still targeting the same muscle groups like you're pressing. So the handstand walks are really testing the shoulders under fatigue and stability. Then you're moving on to your ring muscle-ups, which requires more of a pull, but still a press-out with the triceps. And finishing off with a wall-facing handstand push-ups, which demands really good gymnastics positions. We've just fried on these other two movements and then pressing still. So I think that kind of nice contrast between uh, weightlifting and the gymnastics in that workout was really cool. I think one thing that was quite interesting to kind of watch, I guess around the world if we say that and just some some of the commentary coming back from at least that first workout was oh like wall facing strips like you know we saw this at the games and it's already come through to quarterfinals have people been practicing it etc and i think at least in the circles we're in we're already seeing this at local comps so, yeah, that, I, mean, I mean, that's right. I mean, if you're clued into how CrossFit works, you know, movements that are new to the CrossFit Games then trickled down was to regionals and then to the Open, but now we're seeing the movements kind of trickle down from the game straight to quarterfinals, skipping semifinals, which is interesting. Again, um, yes, we haven't had a full lot of semifinals programmed by CrossFit, but this is the first year, and I feel they could have done that this year uh just with it you know being a blanket program for all semi-final they could have at least included a couple of skills maybe we'll still see a couple of skills progressed on mm-hmm. at semi-finals but it would have been interesting to see yeah and i think you know from the perspective of adrian bosman and he did talk about this last year that you know we are so far behind in terms of the gymnastics mm. so you can definitely see like that stuff coming through you know, if we look at like a pure strength test, you know, we didn't have that arguably. You know, there was the burpee box jump um, clean and jerk workout, which the burpees were kind of nothing, arguably. Um, could have added more in there. I don't know. But, you know, that still tested strength. Mm. Um, but I think across all of these workouts, you look at pretty much all of them, you had to have very, very good gymnastics, you know, capacity yeah <clears throat> even even the ghd row and we'll do it we'll do a breakdown at the end of this but yeah it was very gymnastics heavy um and then like carrying on the conversation about seeing those movements trickling down you look at the next movement which was um a moderately heavy dumbbell snatches on one side which we kind of saw with the pistols being done last year you know x many reps on a single side 
complete that and then move on to the next side. But then the interesting point or uh, part that worked out was the crossover single unders. Um, you've just tested the top 10% with double unders. <laughs> but I feel everybody's very practiced with double unders. If you I agree. Put, if you'd put double unders in there, it would have been a completely different workout. Oh, definitely. It goes from a skill test to a capacity test. Like if you, and like we're different people in terms of our overhead <laughs> mobility, but if you, um, you know, if you've got great overhead mobility, that dumbbell was nothing. Mm. <laughs> so then it was like, how is your skill when you're a little bit puffed? I can tell you my first round was unbroken and then what happened? Mm. So I think that's at least practice and seeing who can adapt fast and that's what you're expecting with those kind of top athletes. Plus it was fun, I thought, anyway. It was different. All right, like it exposed people that really hadn't been paying attention. I've never tried it. I don't, I don't, I don't think a lot of people were paying attention to the scaping mark because there's so much of a backlash from it last year in terms of a judging standard and movement standard. But I feel like they did that well with the singles and the fact that... Um, I think it was better. Yeah, and yeah. I think the fact that Boz put that video out instantly on how to judge them and what you know the standards yeah. are, I think we had other movements which were harder to judge as a standard. <laughs> <laughs> V-ups. Um, yes, so... Yeah, and I think if you're anyone that is looking to do better than last year, practice these. These are coming in the open next year. I'm putting my money on it. That was so fun. Yeah, they'll be in the open. Yeah. Practice. Um, third workout. Clean and jerk, baby wheel jump over. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it, was, it was, I think this is a better strength test. I liked that. That was better. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. I think the weight, you can probably comment for the guys, but I feel like the weight for the girls was... Obviously, there were some, a lot of girls I know who really struggled with that weight. Even I did. Um, it's that awkward weight where you might, you know, if, if you're not super good at powers, like you might end up in a squat clean at that weight. Mm. I know, you know, there definitely were girls that was close to or their 1RM. Um, there were some girls who couldn't even do that. But the interesting thing is, I think because of the high gymnastics like capacity across all the tests, even if you didn't get a weight at that, this is Lisa in the Oceana region, just from you know looking at it and stuff. If you didn't even get one at that weight, um, you could still do okay. Like I think, you know, obviously you're not going to see me finals with that, but I mean overall, it would have less of an impact on your overall score than say if you did worse than the you know, worse than the handstand walk or the, like, GHD one. Yeah. So it was interesting seeing how that affected the leaderboard or didn't as much as some girls who couldn't lift that weight might think. Mm. And I think, yeah. like, on the guy side, like, yeah, what maybe like? two or one out of ten probably couldn't do the weight. Mm. So I, I, th I think in terms of a weight managing to be done in that kind of test, I think it was appropriate. I think if you look at that weight in terms of gymnastic skills, it's relevant. Mm. And it's interesting because this is, comes down to as well, like who is the quarterfinals audience, right? Mm. And quarterfinals are still still relatively new. Like for me, this is the first time I've done it because like I said, injury, I just did it, you know, why not get bored? So something to do. Um, but people who are qualifying for quarterfinals, top 10%, you can be a girl who's there, who's just like pretty fit, like doesn't have a lot of those high, you know, level skills, isn't super strong. And then mm. all of a sudden you're thrust in and, here we go, here's nine front squats at 70 kilos from the floor, you know? Yeah. And here's this clean and jerk at 83 and we want you to do a whole lot of reps. Like, so for, and even just, you know, the ring muscle arts, wall facing, handstand strike, like, there was a lot in there if you, 
you know, or maybe knew it across, but and you kind of just, you know, got into um, quarterfinals. Mm. I think yeah. it's still a cool test. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, definitely hard for those, you know, not competing for the top. Yeah. Um, event four. Oh, yeah, that was fun. Rowing GHCs, Ooh. rowing V-ups, 20-minute AMRAP. Probably the best 20-minute AMRAP I've ever done. That was really cool. Oh, it was actually I, pretty fun. The, Apart from... How hard were those V-ups? What the hell was that? I love a V-up. I love a GHD, but yeah. Anyway, there were some standard issues, I think, on the V-ups. I don't know if people got pinged for it. Um, feet starting together and ending together. Personally didn't know that. Saw a lot of other people doing the same, so I don't know how that's kind of played out at that top level. Um, Personally not knowing that, is that... Is that on you or is that on... Who is that on? Is it on CrossFit so not making it clear enough? Ooh, this is always, I guess, the discussion when a new movement is put in. Although, if we just quickly jump back to the thruster from the open and all of a sudden we think we all know what a thruster is, but then suddenly you can step forward but not bend your knee, but as long as you step... like So, yeah, I think as soon as you enter, put in a new movement, e.g. crossovers... You know, Boz put out a video straight away. This is what a crossover is. Mm, then yeah. V-ups. Yes, we all know what a V-up is. Yes, the standards are there and we should go through and double, triple check them. I didn't. I'm not competing for a top level. I'm not competing for a spot at semifinals. I probably should still check. I kind of assume my judge would tell me that's on me. It's 100% on me as an athlete. But if you are ever unsure and you are someone like, whatever. If you're not sure on a standard, ask your judge, make sure you confirm because especially if it's a new thing, you want to mm. make sure you're moving well and like testing yourself against people with the same standards. Yeah, I mean, and especially if you have like a shot to get to semifinals, you really want to make sure that oh. your reps are good. Um, ask your coach. They yes. should be able to help you, right? They, if your coach is on your side, they should read all the movement standards and be able to help you. Yeah. And I think, you know, now the fact that like quarterfinals, you have to put those videos in for every single workout and, you know, even me at my level, like somewhere down in 300-ish, you know, I think double check the standards, have a person, if you're someone competing at that level, have a person who's in charge of that shit for you, make sure you've double, triple checked it with them and you trust them with all of that because it's a lot on an athlete to be able to do all that. Like the videoing, the measurements, the... And if you have a coach who can do that for you, like that's just going to outsource all of that worry, stress, and you can just go be athlete. Yeah. 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 Um, last workout. Oh, now this is an interesting one. Fun, super fun. Wow. A lot of grip. <laughs> um, I like, I said to a couple of the girls at our gym, if you could, and especially these were some who weren't doing the clean and jerk one because they knew they couldn't get there. I said, if you can do this one before the GHD one, you're probably going to do a lot better mm. in it because yep. the GHD V-up blows out your midline. So good luck doing bar muscle-ups and rope climbs. I'm sure some people who have the capacity and train this all the time, it doesn't affect them at all. I, it definitely affected me. So I said that to them. They did that. I'd say it probably worked out quite well for them. Um, so it meant you sort of did that workout. You did two workouts that day, or three workouts a day before, sorry. Yeah, I mean, it just kind of depends on, like, how much time you have in your weekend, how you're feeling, and how you can take on these workouts, right? Like like you said, if you can't well, do that clean and jerk weight... all of that, like, you know, people yeah. in different situations. I mean, like, if you can't do that clean and jerk weight, you know in your heart, like, yeah. I can't do it. You're just going to get your tiebreaker time on the burpees. Yeah, like, one of the girls in my job, right she was like, these are going to be the fastest, you know, five burpee box jump overs you've ever seen in your life. Awesome, mm. good. And she ended up getting like 200 and something for that workout, which is insane. 
Yeah. You know? And then so, like, realistically, like, you can fit in another workout in that day if you yes. really wanted to. Yes. So, um, I say do that first. Mm. Save your midline. Then you can smash it in the, <laughs> in yeah. the GHD one. But, I mean, the, f- the fifth workout, we had, like, a very similar workout to the first workout where it was the same rep scheme, just in the opposite working way. So, it was a 20-15-9 instead of a 9-15-21. Um, we've seen this before on CrossFit. It's a classic <laughs> CrossFit rep scheme. Uh, we did see a increase... Increasing weight, decreasing weight. Decreasing De- weight. Oh, increasing, yeah, increasing weight. Um, and again, an increasing gymnastics skill. So we started with the uh, the deadlifts, chest bars, deadlifts, bar muscle ups, deadlifts, rope climbs. And again, like as Jane said before, it was a lot of grip. Uh, deadlifts were almost irrelevant yeah. at that point, which was quite interesting. Um, but again, it just comes back to like who is programming these workouts. Adrian Bosman, well known for loving gymnastics and wanting to get that bit more up there. Uh, so you can kind of see that star where the weightlifting or like the deadlifts in this instance weren't so much a factor. I mean, they might have been. Yeah, like it's interesting. I saw the weights. I was like, oh, it's kind of heavy. And obviously like other girls were like, that's heavy. Warming up, I was like, it's not that heavy. And then you kind of forget that. And then it, it came down to the rope climbs at the end. Yeah, I mean, you can only move, or well, you move so fast in the first part because everything's achievable, right? You can do your chest bars in at least one to two sets, bar muscle-ups, three to two sets, right? Or one set for some. Um, speaking for the boys, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, speaking for the boys. And then you get to the rope climbs and then, you know, you are at slow single reps because your grip is blown after so much intensity in the first four to five minutes. Um, And it was interesting to see that compounding effect on a lot of athletes, especially like the ones that were qualifying and how much they were having a hard time getting up a rope. Yeah. When normally they can climb rope in two bites, no, no worries. And look, I think this just comes down to conditioning. Like, if I just use myself as an example, I'm not a really high-level athlete. Like, I train, whatever, but I don't train a lot of high-rep GHDs. So, 100 GHDs, I can go really fast, but I definitely felt the effects of that, and that showed in the rope climbs. I probably did about five bites <laughs> to get to the top when I would normally be a two to three. So... Yeah, they were really fun workouts. I think it was really cool to see a diverse range of skills, get everybody trying all these different, trying different things. But, you know, being able to do a lot of different skills and movements across the weekend. Yeah. Um, so reflecting on the weekend or the weekend of quarterfinals for individuals, uh, what we saw was, I think, three or four weightlifting movements, yeah. two monostructural and 11 gymnastics. Yeah. So... Take of that what you will, in my opinion, it is very heavily gymnastics skewed. Will we see a change at semifinals? Don't know. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I have my opinion, that's that, but I think it's yeah, not bad. We will see, you have your opinion, love some gymnastics over there. No, okay. um, I think it's going to be cool this year at semifinals, seeing a fully programmed CrossFit, you know, standardized test again. Mm. We're going back to like your regionals days, just calling it semi-finals. Yeah. Um, you know, we had those weird years in there of sanctionals. Hello, I got caught in that. And then, you know, COVID things, and then we went to do whatever you want with a couple of program tests from CrossFit last year. Yeah. So, going to be really cool seeing Boz program all of it. Mm. Um, coming up, we do have team quarterfinals, yes. which is also very interesting, as it is on a middle of the week days. Yeah, so I guess... Thanks, Boz. <laughs> or that crossover decided on that. I guess you've kind of got, like... For a lot of people, this is the end of their season. They're mm. done. They've done quarterfinals, whatever. They're probably reflecting and going, what next? Maybe learnt some things. Mm. Maybe bummed. Maybe not bummed. Whatever. 
hopefully use that energy to fuel some fire. Yeah, I mean, like, you can always reflect on your season, right? Like, did you make it to the uh, semifinals, quarterfinals? What um, was your goal going into Yeah, what was season? the goal? Do you need extra help on some things? I think it's always interesting, especially with newer people. I love that new energy. Like, I remember being new and being like, wee, I don't know what I'm doing. This is so fun. Um, and then you see the people who are really hard on themselves for mm. maybe the things they haven't done. So, you know, if you are still new, like, keep at it. It's yeah. part of the fun. You've got a lot of growth to go. So much learning. And, yeah. like, even, like, 10 years in, I'm still learning. And it's still fun. And, like, don't give up because maybe you couldn't do something. Like, use that to try learn. If you need help, reach out to people who know. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, like, especially in the CrossFit space, like, don't be afraid to ask for help. Yeah. I think this day and age, like, people are so, like, oh, I can just do it by myself. Like, I don't need any help. But that's what, like, CrossFit coaches and the CrossFit community are there for, to help each other. Yeah. So, and like, do knock on your neighbor's door and be like, hey, like, how do you do this? Well, yeah, and not even just the CrossFit, but if we look at it in terms of that, like, look at someone who can do what you, you want to be able to do, mm. whether that's from an athlete perspective or whatever, and go... Hey, how'd you get there? Yeah. Like, a coach is the fastest way to fast track and outsource all the thinking and energy because they can do that for you. So, yeah. Yeah. There's so many coaching programs out there or coaches. You know, yeah. If you're not sure, reach out. We can direct you to someone. And if you are, like, looking for a coach, be picky. Be picky. Don't just settle on a program because everyone else is doing it. Yes. Like, the dog program or, like... Well, I think, look, with, if we go into programs quickly... Chaos people, program, whatever they're called... <laughs> With programs, like any program will work, you know. Yes, yeah, any program will work. Will this work? Anything will work if you stick to it consistently. So it's more on you than the program. Like any, if you pick any of those, you know, big ones that are out there, that'll be great for you. So yeah, and rather than going, it's my program that didn't work. Like, how can you reflect on yourself and go, have I shown up? What work haven't I done, etc. If that is a goal for you, Mm. so. Or if you're just happy to have fun, like, that's fun too. Yeah. <laughs> Coming back from an injury myself, like, I'm just happy to be here and it's super fun and I just like helping people. But, yeah, I guess so for a lot of people, it is the end of their season. Um, for some people, they, you know, will go on to semifinals and that's super cool. Excited to watch that. Obviously, we've been watching some of the leaderboard changes and that's all still to be finalised officially. And, you know, some people have taken some big hits. Some people we know quite well, which really sucks. Um yeah kind of sucks but for others there are a couple of things coming up so next week um thursday friday for new zealand is the team quarterfinals um and then saturday sunday for new zealand is age group quarterfinals that's teams and masters yeah so old people things or young (laughs) anyway but so in terms of team quarterfinals um Gosh, even... What are, what are you expecting to see in team quarterfinals? Just off the bat of the opening individual quarterfinals. I guess, first of all, like, step back. Teams was harder to qualify than individual quarterfinals. Like, mm, insane. And I think people underestimated that. Like, going into it, we knew it was going to be hard. Um, yeah, I think people think, like, oh, yeah, top 25%. That's easy to do. But you you got to remember, like, the pool for teams is smaller. So there's a smaller group going through to quarterfinals than there is yeah. individuals. Let me explain that for people who maybe don't understand, because previously, back in the day of affiliates, um, as in like affiliate cup, how it used to work is 
your affiliate was by default your team, you could enter another team if you wanted. So every affiliate had a team. So top 25%, which it's, that didn't used to exist, but wouldn't be much. I mean, sorry, would be heaps. Now, people, you have to choose to enter a team, right? So the teams entering are all fucking good. <laughs> sorry, language. Um, you know, people are choosing to enter a team because they know they have a shot. This is where, you know, the Oceania region being quite small as well, relatively to some of, you know, the bigger like European and American regions. If we're having 25%, it's 25% of a really small pool and the people who are putting themselves in for the pool all know that they are good. Mm. You're up against like a lot. So the way it worked for Oceania is it was top 25%, which ended up being 42 teams. Then the rule book, which the rule book, oh my God, I've read it like 10 million times, has conflicting information, but the fourth edition of it said for a minimum of 50 teams. So you had to be top 50 to make it in Oceania. And I can tell you right now, there were teams that have, you know, they're stacked with individuals, which is fine. But back in the day, they used to take the individual scores out of the team, then redo the team leaderboard. Mm. That now doesn't exist. And so what can happen and has happened is you've got teams who, you know, are up the top of the leaderboard, but most of those people are then going individual if they qualify and they could also choose to do the team quarterfinal competition to get their team to semifinals. Whether or not they do, don't know, but yeah, it just means that from a team perspective, you have to be so onto it as an affiliate if you want teams to get there. So it's been really cool talking with other like affiliate owners and team, you know, captains and stuff across like gyms in New Zealand and how they've done it and how they've kind of stacked their roster to make sure they've filled their holes and yeah, it's really cool. Like it's you just mm. have to know and you know. I think like uh, we had this conversation with a couple uh, team captains, just like the more teams that we enter, yes. the more teams that get to go through from Oceana. Yes. So maybe next year, like we do look to enter like three, four teams from each gym, just so the numbers bump up a bit more, so we do have more of a chance. Because it is so hard to get a team in from Oceana, Even as we saw. Yeah, and I think as well, like there's an opportunity, and we only kind of realised this halfway through and chatting with other, you know, affiliate owners and team captains and stuff, like. There's a cool opportunity to maybe put some up-and-coming teams in there mm. who you know aren't going to make, you know, maybe even quarterfinals, but they're like, hey, this is a cool way to, like, meet each other, put in teams. Plus, like, looking at Torian, they have those other kind of levels of the pro-am and the pro, and maybe that's a cool way to, like, go yeah. and experience it. Definitely, like, a cool pathway to get to compete on a bigger stage or, like, and even a bigger arena with more competitors. Yeah. There's so many, only so many good competitions in New Zealand for teams. Yeah. Yeah. So. And the fact that it's a four, you know, and maybe you're putting in a four that like in two years is trying to get to whatever. Mm. So yeah. So let, let's talk about the programming. What are we expecting to see? Um, I think we are looking to see some more gymnastic skills being tested. What do you think in terms of going from individual to team? I think we're definitely going to see a wall-facing handstand push-up and for teams come up. And a crossover, I reckon. Sure, sure. I'm just trying to think of like how they'll do that. Um, but for sure, like we could definitely see those elements trickle into teams as well. If you, if you looked at the teams from the games last year, we saw a handstand hold. Could we potentially see that? I don't know. Maybe. <sighs> uh, it's a lot harder to know from the have games. We, seen, we don't have floor plans yet, no. No, not yeah. yet. Um, it's, it's a lot harder to kind of understand or see where the kind of programming is going to be trickled down from just because the game, games have so many elements that you can't put in a gym. But also, 
Did Adrian program? Yes, he did last year's team quarterfinals. Okay. And you actually didn't see a heap of crossover from individual to team. No. So, so but the year before you saw yes. same tests. But who knows? Um, and then looking how that then plays out to, mm. you know, age groups. Um, we don't really have a heap of people in age groups. No. A couple of masters who might do it i'm not sure i think for age groups you might see a few of the same tests or variations of tests from individual quarterfinals yes, i'd like to say so say that kind of crosses um but yeah for teams I, I think last year we saw that kind of clean and jerk ladder so i don't think we're seeing a clean and jerk again i'd debate there's probably gonna be a snatch strength test you think i think so oh. but that's just me personally based I don't, on what what's your kind of based on quarterfinals last year they did a clean and jerk oh. strength test Okay. That's why I think it's probably not going to be. I mean, if they do a strength test, it might be in the same capacity as quarterfinals this year for individuals. It might be capital for gymnastics movement, like the burpee box jump. Even though we High saw power like output. a snatch in the open. Yeah. Mm. So, I mean, teams is its own thing, right? There is Four still workouts. a kettlebell there that we haven't used from. I, th- I think it's for age groups. That's for my. Age groups. I think so. So just this is from the equipment list that, you know, individuals and teams had to have available for um, use in quarterfinals. There is a kettlebell in there. We've never seen it used, but um, yeah, this is for open and quarterfinals. Yeah, we could we could see it for teams, absolutely. I wouldn't mm. mind that. So, yeah, we'll wait and see. I think they all get released Thursday, 8 a.m. New Zealand time. So there's two workouts um, in that 24-hour period up until 8 a.m. the Friday, then you know, 8 a.m. Friday to 8 a.m. Saturday, um, the next two will be in. And so top 20 from Oceana. Um, mm, again, tight. <laughs> tight. And, yeah, you don't know till you know, so you've got to go in and give it yeah. a go. So that's going to be where we're at Thursday, Friday. <laughs> yeah. Anything else? Uh, yes. Thursday we probably can do another one, knowing that you guys aren't going to be doing it till later. We'll see how we go. See how we go. There might be a podcast talking about team quarterfinal chat, um, floor layouts, etc. Mm. leading into that. So, Oh, anyway, thank you for tuning in again. It's been a pleasure to, to have you back on, us Wrap back up on. Wrap the quick yeah. CrossFit season. Uh, we'll be back sooner than you think. All right, bye. See ya.